Hello and thank you for listening to Cinephile Digest. My name is Hubie Halloween, and on this episode we are going to be discussing my new Netflix feature film, Hubie Halloween. And this week I'm joined by my two hosts, Travis. Welcome to the show. Hello, Hubie. <laughs> thank you for joining me today. And Paris, <laughs> thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> You're welcome. I was not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Love it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a it's a big event here in the Cinephiles Digest uh, household. Uh, New Adam Sandler joint. Hubie Halloween, and we're all stoked. Everyone's stoked. Uh, Unfortunately, Tom couldn't make it uh, because he has passed. So, R.I.P. Tom. (laughs) 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 Um, No, uh, Sarah's sick, so he's uh, on baby duty. So he will be missed. (laughs) <laughs> that was the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't realize it, but that was the third strike. <laughs> Damn. So this episode is officially dedicated to Tom's memory, because um, you will never be hearing his voice again. But, you know, we welcome and appreciate everything he brought to the show over the years. Yeah, um, the ghost of Tom will be a future guest, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, before we get into uh, our review this week, uh, what's been going on? Paris, you uh, haven't been on the mainline show in a couple weeks. Why don't you uh, let people know what's been going on? Yeah, um, I thanks, Matt. I've just been, you know, hanging out on the spooky side of things with the Cinephile Digest. Um and other than that, I'm really focused on spooky season this year since we're not uh, able, we're not going to be able to blow it out big like we normally do with a rager. I bought a bunch of fall candles, so now my house smells like it's fucking fall mm. aggressively. And I got my Halloween costume, and I thought. I need a Halloween costume that I can wear outside of it, like regular clothes or, you know, something that I'll keep wearing since I'm not going to be like going out and about this year. Yeah. And so this year for Halloween, I went and got myself some footy pajamas and I'm going to be a red panda. Nice. You actually think you're going to wear footy pajamas after (laughs) after the panda costume? Yeah, I used to have a pair of footy pajamas, and they were very cozy, and I love them. Mm. These are adult footy pajamas, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are not child uh, child sized footy pajamas. I would not fit into those. <laughs> um, they're like they're like made for adults to like either have as cute footy pajamas or like wear as a Halloween costume, like an easy Halloween costume. It's like a little, it's like a little orange and black you know, footy pajama thing, and it's got a little hood that's got the red panda face on it. It's super cute. Oh, so it's literally designed to be a red panda. Yeah, yeah. Ah, see, I thought you just you wore... Get them on Amazon. I thought you just got footy pajamas that were panda color, and you were like, I'm a red panda. But that's not the case. No, like, it's got the ears and, like... <laughs> yeah, like, it's got a hood that has a red panda face on it. It's got the ears. It even has, like, a little tail. It's really cute. Wait, it has a face on it? Like, it fully goes over your face? It doesn't. Well, it's not like... No. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the right medium for this visual explanation. (laughs) But um, it's like a... It's like 
so it's like a hood that could go over like the top half of your face but really you would just wear it like as a hood okay so it doesn't have a panda's face on it because that would mean no, it, it has does. what so the <laughs> yeah, hood has like a mouth and a nose and, and yes. eyes oh why is this so difficult for you to understand like so many halloween costumes are like this where someone is is like a dinosaur but really it looks like their face is coming out of the dinosaur's mouth you know what i'm talking about yeah like that it's kind of like that but the hood is that part like the head part oh all right you should (laughs) i'll see the i'll see i'll see the pictures on the gram and it'll make more sense to me yeah i don't (laughs) well you'll see them oh no you won't see them on halloween Fine. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, uh, you're you're gonna do trick or treating yeah so um kurt and i are gonna be getting our animal crossing island hella spooky and have uh have our friends over for some trick-or-treating on our island so how logistically is that gonna work like you just exchange candy between each other or like i mean i mean i don't know mostly my plan is the logistics i haven't quite figured out <laughs> all i know is i'm gonna be on like a zoom call or something with a bunch of friends we're gonna be drinking and wearing cute little low-key diy costumes and then our little characters are gonna be also wearing costumes on our spooky island maybe on other islands that's all i know cool well, that'll be fun. I didn't realize you were going to give me the third degree about all of this. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's what I like to do. You to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently. I was trying to paint a picture. He wanted, like, a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, what about you, Travis? What's been going on? You uh, getting settled in? Oh, I'm still trying to adjust to my new life, you know, <laughs> and um, all that comes with it. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm uh, settling in. It's tough to manage your normal life, have some free time, and also like make progress on the house. There's not enough time for all of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Well, is it because your house is gymungus now? That's probably part of it, and just being busy and... I mean, let's be real. I'm putting in a lot of hours on Apex still, so <laughs> that's where a lot of my time is being sunk into. But I'm also uh, taking a class right now, so just kind of a lot going on. Sure. But I, I'm here, and I am ready to talk some Hubie Halloween. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's cool to hear. I'm sure you've been spending a decent amount of time at home because Chelsea's been leaving you. To go to all these uh, super spreader events with her friends. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frolicking. Well, stay home, and I get to reap the benefits. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I'm, what? Not literally super spreader events. Not like she's not going to like Trump rallies or anything. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? I, I'm learning a lot about Chelsea right now. <laughs> um, cool. Well. Glad to hear you're uh, starting to settle into the new place a bit. Um, as for me, not much going on. Just uh, same old stuff. I don't leave the house much. And I sit on my couch and I 
play games and I watch movies. I ran out of weed, so that's kind of a bummer. Because I don't, mm. I gotta find a way to get some. Yeah, should we should we send you some? Oh yeah, just you know, send send a federally illegal substance through the government <laughs> postal service. That'll be <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, so yes, then. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> don't do it. No, <laughs> uh, I can. You know, I can get some. It's just a matter of having Haley do it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it illegal there? Oh yeah. Well, it, so medical marijuana is legal, but mm. I gotta go through a whole thing to oh, get a card. Dude, just and... get your card. I remember I back in California, it was like so easy to get a medical card. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more of a thing here, but not too bad. Um, I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably do that. But yeah, just just say you have butt cramps. Yeah. Or do they give you just a medical say... card for hemorrhoids? <laughs> <laughs> just say your back hurts because you sit on your ass all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need weed. And my smoking butt weed hurts. will help. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> smoking weed will make it more pleasant to sit on my ass all day. I'll become one with the couch instead of feeling the couch <laughs> press into my buttocks. Um. So yeah, no, nothing new to report on this end. Um. Although, uh, I, for dinner tonight, I did have Tijuana Flats. Have you guys heard of this? have not so it's like chipotle but even more catered to white people it's like so for example the burrito i got for dinner tonight was called a megawana queso crunch burrito and it's like enormous and it's filled with queso but like nacho cheese queso not like you know spicy like not authentic Authentic queso, but closer to like a Taco Bell queso, queso than like a yeah, like a Qdoba queso, you know. Quesarito crunch sounds like Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, and just like, ugh, it was it was good and very filling, but I don't know. I feel like I have to turn in my Hispanic card after eating there. Like I just can't, <laughs> I can't rep it anymore. <laughs> I feel shame after eating that burrito, but um. Anyway, it's like a it's like a southern chain or something. Thought you. Yeah, I think they might have it in Texas, but I think it's a newer thing, Paris. So it's yeah, I've heard gone. of it. I just never, never heard of I've it. Never had it or anything because Texas has real Mexican food. So well, I mean, the the, the Tex Mex in Tex <laughs> Tex in Tex Mex come from Texas. I think Tex-Mex is kind of garbage. No, no, no shame yeah, on your home state. Yeah, but that's not the state, only but... Mexican food in Texas. Yeah, no, I Tex-Mex know. Tex-Mex is know. like the the fast food of 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 Texas Mexican food. Like that's not, you know, that's not like real Mexican food that you get in Texas, right? Yeah, no, I know, but I mean, Texans had to take something good and just. And just ruin it. All right, all right. <laughs> just like Texas they took I... the land from Mexico, they had to take the food too, put their little Texan semen in there, and just make it I garbage. I will not allow any bad talk about Texas. <laughs> My whole family's from there. Proud Texas, proud. Don't mess with Texas. End of story. Damn, do you have a shirt that says that? <laughs> <laughs> if not, no, you got to get on I'll that. I'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> Please, thank you. All right. Well, enough of the chit-chat. You guys ready to talk about Hubie Halloween? 
Yes, sir. All right. Yes, I'll ever be. Well, uh, hopefully we have a clip. Uh, let's go ahead and listen. Attention first through sixth graders. We have a special presentation today in lieu of recess. Here again to talk about Halloween safety is Salem's official volunteer Halloween helper, Hubert Dubois. Oh, God. Hello, Webster Elementary School. I am not a ghost, but I play one on TV. All right. So Hubie Halloween is an an Netflix, Jesus, a Netflix original comedy film uh, starring Adam Sandler. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem and its Halloween celebration, Hubie Dubois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going bump in the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. What did you guys think of Hubie Halloween? Whoever wants to go first, Um, Cam. I will start. Uh, so first five minutes or so, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Here's a Netflix Adam Sandler movie that's actually going to hit. And then shortly after that, it kind of just, uh, crumbled from there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well, I loved the, like a couple of the callbacks early on and then, you know, when they kept going, that was cool. But, um, I don't know. Most of the jokes were uh, pretty lame. They fell kind of flat. It's like uh, a lot of your grown-ups type humor. Grown-ups, the Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. Not not grown-up humor. Um, <laughs> it's actually the exact opposite of that. Um, but yeah, it just kind of ran its course. Like I kind of got tired of it Like at least halfway through or so. Um, I did like the setting and just like the whole Halloween theme that was going on. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of lame and like the whole mumble thing grew tired real fast. And <laughs> there were some other things I could pick apart about this movie, but um, I'll let you guys have a stab at it first. Damn. All right, Paris. What about you? Um, yeah, so I felt a lot of things <laughs> during the beginning of this movie. Um, honestly, I haven't watched any Adam Sandler movie, old or new, in a long, long time. And it kind of reminded me why I had not done that. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm not really sure what to say from a broad aspect other than... I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. Um, And then he started with his little, you know, Adam Sandler voice. And I was like, oh, we're doing this, this one, this character of yours. We're doing that one. (laughs) My least favorite as an adult. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) You guys are fucking born losers. I had a good time with Hubie Halloween. It uh definitely the best Netflix era Adam Sandler joint. 
Now, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen probably three or four. And this one's the best one. Um, would I call it a good movie? Absolutely not. Uh, would I even say it's a funny movie? Not really, but I did laugh a couple of times. And I, like kind of, Travis kind of alluded to, there are a lot of callbacks in the sense that there are cameos and, and references to other uh, films in the the, ha- the Happy Madison Ouv. And, you know, it, those are easy references to make, but I just like the the good-natured feel of the film. Like, the, it's not as mean-spirited as some other films of his have been. And I just, I don't know. It, it made me feel good. I like I like the aesthetic in the sense of the, the Halloween setting. And it has a very, uh, um, not hopeful, but just, just lighthearted feel that, you know, especially in the fucking hellscape that we live in right now. Like, it was nice to just turn my brain off for an hour and a half and watch these adult men children just you know be dumb dumb shits for an hour and a half you know um highlight of the movie for me for sure uh was june squibb's shirts every single one of those shirts (laughs) killed the best one was the one that has a target on it that said if you can read this you're in fart range oh yeah i wanted to get that classic and i shaved my balls for this and yeah those um, were pretty great i liked so but this is you know it's a it's very childish very juvenile humor and sometimes it worked but the perfect example of this is she wears a shirt that says uh, like boner medic or oh something God. like that. Right. <laughs> yes. And it was funny. I... And they have a conversation like, you know, about the shirt. Right. But then they bring it back and Adam Sandler like does a whole thing talking about giving also, boners. Sick reference. And... <laughs> I, I am, no, I'm so glad you brought this up because when it first popped up and he was like, uh, mom, where did you get that shirt from? You can tell it's because he's reading the shirt and it says boner on it. And you're like, "Mm, why is my mom wearing a shirt that says boner on it? Classic, classic silly humor. I was all for that. But then later, when it seems like he also doesn't know what boner means, and he also thinks it means mistake, like she had said earlier, and he keeps using it, I was like, oh, so you didn't know what it means and you're just a fucking dumbass. I didn't it, like it wasn't funny anymore for me. Yeah. Well, I, I did not get the impression that he knew from the beginning what that word meant. I thought that was why he asked his mom what the shirt was. But you when you saw the scene, you read it as him being like, why is my mom wearing a shirt that says boner on it? Right. Ah, OK. See, I did. I didn't maybe get I, that. Maybe I misread it. Maybe mm. I misread that scene. But I was thinking I was thinking like the joke was, yeah, it's your mom wearing a shirt. I mean, that's the joke, right? But I thought he was in on that joke. And I guess it sounds like maybe he was not. See, you're just not built for this kind of humor, Paris. Like there's <laughs> oh the old there's the old expression like it, oh, it went over your God. head. This went under your head. Like it's just too <laughs> too oh, lowbrow. Hit my dick. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
too it's just too lowbrow. Like you're you're a woman of you're taste. You're not supposed to think about so, the logistics of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but it but because he kept saying it, it like became unfunny to me. Yeah. Because I was like I'm on your side, Paris. The first one was funny. Anyway, also for talking about lowbrow humor, I love lowbrow humor. Not another teen movie is actually one of my favorite movies with like no irony. Like I will watch that any day, every day. But like something about this, like there was a lot of funny, there was a, don't get me wrong. There was a ton of funny moments. It just, I don't know about I don't a know, ton. It just, okay. Yeah, you're right. There's, there was a handful of funny moments, <laughs> probably giving it too much credit, but everything in between was just like, mushy applesauce nonsense yeah it's you know it, i there was enough there sprinkled throughout to keep me engaged but i really did not give a shit about the plot of the movie like you look at something like like happy gilmore or billy madison like those are really stupid movies but there is a plot that you're invested in, no matter how dumb it is, that there's a goal that you're working toward and you're watching Adam Sandler's character's progression. In this movie, it was just kind of red herring after red herring because you're like, oh, is it actually, what is this? Is this a werewolf? Is, is Steve Buscemi, Buscemi the bad guy? Uh, you know, like what exactly is going on here? And then there's the twist, which was, logistically just makes no sense like I don't, i'm not gonna say it explicitly because we don't have to get into spoilers but who the the quote-unquote real villain is is like what how how did that even happen just kind of unsatisfying i think it was meant to be silly and but i don't know i like the heartwarming aspect of the end of it but just just way too goofy like i, I couldn't find myself caring about what was happening to the town i was just kind of in it for the next decent bit you were about to say something paris um (laughs) i was gonna say totally (laughs) no um (laughs) um yeah i i would agree that i think that probably what it benefited most from was that it was kind of heartwarming that it felt a little more like even though there were like silly like fart jokes and stuff and like calling him puby like (laughs) <laughs> even even through all that like it was still really like like i i feel like the moral was be nice yeah i guess and i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of adam sandler movies can be a little like harsh in that respect so i did actually kind of like that that it that it wasn't so harsh that it was crude but but nice i guess yeah i thought yeah. that gave it that that was one of its stronger points or whatever i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah but this doesn't come close to any of his classic comedies not even close no no not even close even though he's clearly doing you know a cross between like billy madison and waterboy maybe maybe more waterboy the voice was definitely giving me billy madison vibes Um, the voice was billy madison but the Mental mannerisms faculties. too yeah. the iq level was water the, the ment- yeah the the level of uh iq level yeah it's more more on the water boy side 
Now, I know this movie is not Citizen Kane, and it's not trying to be, but it was tough to watch at times because of just, like, the editing and just, like, the way scenes flowed. It just felt really off, and I I wouldn't say I would normally notice that, but if it's really bad, then I will notice it. Uh, I don't know if you guys felt that or not, but just the editing felt jarring from scene to scene. Like, the scenes weren't that cohesive and even like the dialogue like scenes would just kind of end abruptly and then they just like start with like a new conversation or a new character and i don't know it felt kind of messy um but again i know he's not really going for best editing um (laughs) and then also another gripe is i didn't buy any of the violet valentine character and i thought her performance was actually really bad like it felt like she was just like not even acting. I don't know. It was really weird, but I think she's, uh, I forget the actress's name, but I think she's really good in uh, modern family. Like she plays that role well, but like, and she's fine in Billy or happy Gilmore. I know she's only in like a few scenes, Mm -hmm. um, but enough to have a presence, but this one, I don't know. She just felt off. Like it just, I didn't buy her like character motivations. I didn't buy her performance. Like, and I know you're probably supposed to take that whole relationship with a grain of salt, but again, like it's really hard to like buy into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I I didn't think she was that bad, but she definitely, uh, um, I kind of think she was in there as, you know, a, another throwback with her being in, you know, happy yeah. Gilmore. Like there's a, there's a lot of that in this movie. Um, I, I, I wasn't distracted by the, editing from a technical level i think for me it was more just the script like the progression of the story and how it moved from scene to scene like i wouldn't blame that on the editing i would blame yeah, that, that on the screenplay what I, I meant but yeah, yeah. It, just the way scenes flowed together they didn't really flow <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there wasn't really much uh momentum in the story you know it felt a little bit like a bunch of sketches put together you know yeah a bunch of scenes just kind of awkwardly sewn together without really sort of a much of a continuing story throughout right like they kind of felt almost when the movie did move into advancing the plot it was literally just there for that reason like i like the scenes that were kind of just non sequiturs like a lot of the stuff with um uh Maya Rudolph's character and and Tim Meadows like their conversations that they have in the car where they're like making fun of Hubie oh, yeah. and I'm glad you brought them oh up cuz they were actually pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally as soon as I saw both of them I was like, "Oh, y'all are too good for this movie." <laughs> them and Michael Chiklis were the two where I was like what are you doing here, guys? Did you like lose a bet? Do you owe Adam Sandler money? Like, what are you doing? I mean, they're wouldn't you, I, dude? If I got offered a part to be in an Adam Sandler movie, I would take it in well, a heartbeat. Like, these people are friends and they recognize what's going on here. Like, I don't think anybody in this cast. The only one who I was really surprised by was was Ray Liotta. Like, he's really the only one. I thought he was. <laughs> he, you know, he he was okay in the movie, but. He's the only one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, you're kind of out of place here compared to the rest of these people. But he was actual trash. That's where I was like, he was phoning it in 100%. Like, there's no way. He was having a good time. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) 
Um, what did you guys think of the uh, the big uh, celebrity cameo, like two thirds of the way through the movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm blanking. Really? Wait, was it the person in 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 full makeup? No, the uh, um, the the DJ, the radio DJ. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was funny. Silly. Yeah, very silly. Yeah, I thought it was silly. <laughs> and then the joke went on a little too long for my taste. Yeah, I would agree. It, they kind of... These uh, later stage Adam Sandler movies very much milk the dad humor in the sense that they'll just kind of bleed a joke dry until there's nothing left out in it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the repetition of jokes (laughs) is very much part of, of uh, his, his brand of humor. I would say post, I don't know. Like I, I feel like Mr. Deeds was probably kind of the tail end of his like decent. I think that was the turning point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like Click. I don't know which. I think Click came after Mr. Deeds, right? Yeah, but Click was a yeah. different. Click wasn't like a typical Adam Sandler movie. It was a movie he was in. Mm, I don't you know. know I wouldn't say. I don't. I don't know. No, I mean, it has a bit more heart, but uh, I think it's still trying to be an Adam Sandler movie. I mean, Big Daddy okay. even I'd has love, some. I love Click. Emotional moments. <laughs> that one gets pretty serious, but I would say that's yeah, pretty much a flat-out comedy and. That's Definitely. its main goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe I guess I was just thinking because he was a little bit that that's like his transition from his like crazy comedy youth to like being older and making serious movies. They're going to say shit. <laughs> well, I was going to say when he makes shitty comedies, but I guess that wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> well, but Matt, I mean, Matt, you said something about dad humor. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize, did you guys know? That two the two girls um, that are Julie Bowden's daughters in it are his actual daughters. Oh really? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't stick around for the fucking fifteen minute credits. No, I, I didn't notice that. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like I think it was thirteen minutes of credits. Wow. That's too much. I think one of the news anchors or yeah, news people. Um was his wife as well yeah uh jackie Sa- jackie sandler she's in the credits as tracy phillips i don't know speaking of that what was with the uh harley quinn gag was that supposed to be funnier than I didn't it really, was or I, was, I mean we were I supposed were to gonna, notice it but yeah. <laughs> i thought they were gonna Beyond like, make that. a joke out of it and they didn't maybe that was the joke that I, I really don't know. But <laughs> Well, the the joke was uh fucking everyone is gonna dress up as ha- as Harley Quinn this year. Like that was they were trying to say like it's an easy joke to make, right? Because they were Damn. all attractive women. That is hilarious. I know, dude. Best joke. <laughs> See, again, it's this brand of humor, it's just you guys don't get it. No. <laughs> I think literally the joke was everyone like there's no original like they're just bimbos like every bimbo is gonna dress up like every sorority girl is gonna you know dress like harley quinn this year i think that was literally the joke like that's that's all it was like i 
kind of got that. I guess it's just not funny enough on its own. Like it needed a little bit more. Like I was waiting for one of them to be like, oh, did you also see that movie or something? Like I was just waiting for something like a, a mention of it to be made and they like barely addressed it. Yeah. Yeah. They could have done more with it because no one even bats an eye to the fact that everyone's or I think one of the one of the like the weather uh reporter makes a comment like really because she sees everyone else with the same costume i think there's at least one person who calls attention to it but yeah just just lazy that's that's an example of one of the the lazy jokes one of many lazy jokes in this movie lazy jokes is what uh the alternate title of this movie was before hubie halloween <laughs> that was the working title just called the uh, lazy jokes <laughs> um yeah, but I mean, having said all of that, like I I had a good time with it. H- Haley was watching it with me, but she fell asleep, so she like left the room or I I don't remember why she didn't watch it with me, but she was jealous cuz she heard me, she heard me laughing. And I was like, it wasn't that funny, but apparently I was laughing more than I thought I was. I, I had a good time with it. I got nothing bad to say about Hubie Halloween. Besides all the you're, negative you're just shit being I said, too kind, Matt. <laughs> I mean, it was it was fine. It's probably better than the majority of his Netflix movies. I haven't. I don't even know if I've seen any of those. I just pretend that I've seen them and they're bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you could do worse, especially this time of the year. You know, if you're wanting to put on something that sets the mood for the season, you could do worse. But I mean, I wouldn't tell anyone to like race out and watch this unless they are looking for this uh type of experience the turn your brain off and enjoy some silliness (laughs) for an hour and a half (laughs) yeah for sure okay well any other thoughts on uh hubie halloween killer thermos killer (laughs) thermos See, the, I, 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 I like that the joke. thermos a lot. Yeah, I like the, the, no, the, the thermos. Was cool. thermos. That was super funny. <laughs> Especially like the final moment of it. That was pretty great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's an example of a silly joke that's actually funny. It's not lazy. It was kind of creative, you know, like a utility thermos that is absurd, like absolutely yeah. absurd. Um I like I like that kind of stuff. There's 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 some stuff sprinkled out throughout that I that I kind of liked. Um, but you know, outside of some some minor characters doing some good work, um, eh, you know, it was it was fine. I, I had a good time with it. Yeah, it was fun to see the gang. I guess. Yeah, for every year, you gotta get the Sandler gang back together, <laughs> cash those so, paychecks, bring the kids on vacation. <laughs> is David Spade not a part of the Sandler gang anymore? Because he wasn't in this. Uh, he still is. He just he's got his talk show now, so maybe he was mm. busy or something. Because I was watching this with Kurt, and he kept being like, "Oh, David Spade's gonna show up. David Spade's gonna show up," and then he never did. <laughs> and he was like, "We were like, oh." He's been in most of the other Netflix ones. I'm pretty sure he was in the do-over. I, I didn't see that one, but I think he was in that. Uh, he was for sure in Ridiculous 6. Um, and I can't remember if he was in Sandy Wexler, even though I have seen that one. I don't know. I, I wish I was Adam Sandler. He just gets to make a movie a year with all of his friends, and it's the fucking most-watched movie on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> 
dude's a multimillionaire. Got to work yeah. with the Safety brothers. I mean, yeah. Yeah, once a decade, he decides, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to be a real actor this time. <laughs> well, and that's that's my favorite thing, actually, about Adam Sandler, is that we all know he can fucking act. He just chooses to be this, like, goofy, silly guy and just, like, dick around with his friends. That's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Kind of a power move. I mean, he does. I'm looking <laughs> at his filmography here. And just going back through time, um, Uncut Gems, obviously. That was 2019. Um, but he did the Meyerowitz stories, too. That was 2017. I had forgotten about that one. He was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Garbage, Garbage, Garbage. The Cobbler? I didn't see that movie, but that's that's a serious movie, right? Did you see that, Travis? I did not see that, um, but I've heard it's terrible. Yeah, I've heard that too, but but it's also made by the uh, same guy who directed Spotlight, mm-hmm. Best Picture winner, which is crazy. Didn't they come out in the same year too, or something crazy like that? I think so. Yeah. Um. So, but I I think that is a serious movie. Um. And then before that, Rain Over Me. Funny people. No, is Rain Over Me called? is like Rain Over Does Me is two thousand seven. Um, he, I would say so. I mean, he is acting in that movie. There, there are some pretty like serious it, it moments in line. it. Yeah, I mean, the the movie's not as funny as it was billed, but it was, it did feel like a comedy with a bunch of comedians in it. That thing or, is just, just... felt like it was supposed to be a comedy, I guess, maybe. Oh, is Burn that... and for rewatch. Yeah, I haven't seen that in probably close to 10 the years theater. now. I've seen it one other time. I might have to put on funny people after this. You know, on my shelf. I, uh, maybe I'll do the same. Not oh, tonight, but fuck. before next recording, and we can, uh, you know. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's put a star rating on this one, and uh, uh, give me your top five Adam Sandler movies. Top three, top three Adam Sandler movies, God comedies, damn it, Matt. You comedies. Know I'm not- I don't just have a list of all movies I've ever seen always. But this in my should be easy. This should be easy. I'm not your like you freaking movie rain man over here. <laughs> this should be easy though. I mean you 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 you're you're complaining, but you probably know what yours are, right? I mean I feel like you can't you, Paris, probably can't like more than what, three or four Adam Sandler movies? Mm, no. I like at least I mean, the problem is I haven't seen a lot of his younger ones since I was young, and I definitely loved them then. Like Waterboy, Billy oh, Madison. Snap. Or, no. <laughs> yeah. Waterboy, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore were like my biggies when I was young. There's your top three. There you go. Just You and know then, that's the well, answer but Punch, anyway. But Punch Drunk Love is the best movie, so I don't know. Does that count? No, also, not for this. Not for this. Okay, well, cl- so Click would be my number one then. What? Number one? Fuck? Are you high? <laughs> I love that movie. I love and it too. But... So, wait, what did I say? Oh, and Big Daddy. See, I have more than three. Did you have a childhood? Like what? <laughs> Maybe no, I'm just a little bit Daddy older than you. Daddy should be on there too. Wait, those well, are the big are, ones. I what mean, are you? Travis, She's... you literally are a little bit older than me. <laughs> uh, okay, so wait. Say your three then. Well, hold on. I'm gonna see. This is why I hate when. Sorry, Matt... I thought you were so, thinking, and you might I have went three, two, one. But I, 
only heard one and I was waiting for two, three. So I did not list any because I We need your list now. I literally <laughs> right. said before the episode, I said, Do I need to make any fucking list? You stupid jack offs and you're like, No, no, it's fine. All of a sudden, five seconds, Matt's like, Go, go, go. That's not how I work. That's not how my brain works. All right. So before you do that, I'm let's, ready. Let's, let's do the star ratings yeah. for fucking Hubie Halloween. And then Travis and I can go and you can look at Adam Sandler's IMDB or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Star rating for Hubie. Um, I'll be uh, two stars. Oof. I was thinking 2.5, but got to be real. Brutal. All right, it's it's a three. It's three for me, right down the middle. And right between you two is a big old two and a half for me. Hell yeah! There you go. All right, Travis. You, I knew immediately you'd have your answer. Let's let's okay. hear it. Top three. So starting with one, Billy Madison, with a bullet. Number two, another bullet. Happy Gilmore. Number three, slight curveball. Eight Crazy Nights. I knew Booyah. you were going to say that. Oh, You're fucked. shit. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie rules. Wait, can we make it a top five? No. There's too many. <laughs> no, no. Top three. This is aggressive. All right. Well, for me, my number one is Happy Gilmore. Number two, The Water Boy. Number three... Mm, I am gonna go click number three. You are Bill, no no Billy Madison. Are you? I crazy? like Billy Madison, but I've never liked it as much as everyone else. Oh man, it's so quotable. It's it's such a good movie. It's so much fun. I think part of it is I. A lot of people have nostalgia for that movie. I didn't really watch it much when I was a kid. Mm. Happy Gilmore and Waterboy were the ones that I went back to over and over again when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Classic. And Big Daddy, oh, yeah. too. Some people love that movie. I, Big Daddy's fine. Big Daddy's good, but it's not as good as it was when I was growing up. I had watched it a few years ago, and it was still funny, but it lost some of its charm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fifty First Dates is another with... one. Oh. That, oh, sorry. Yeah. Fifty First Dates is another one that uh, I liked back in the day and then rewatched within the past like year or two and it's just it's not very good yeah. yeah so that was um that was billy madison for me when i was younger i fucking loved billy madison and then i watched it like a few maybe five years ago even and i was like i couldn't even finish it i was like oh no man so i haven't tried more recently maybe i was just in a bad mood or something but i remember distinctly i was like Oh no, I can't. I can't watch this. It's too stupid. So I don't know. Sad. I don't know. You know. Um. So I guess my top three would be Wedding Singer number one. I've never even seen the Wedding Singer. See, that's another one. Like we watched it recently. Like, Kurt, I watched it with Kurt. Like, oh, gosh, maybe a month ago, even. And that it fucking. I was. He was like, this is fine. I was it hyped slaps. on it. <laughs> yeah, that is a banger. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Like, a movie kills. I haven't seen that in a long time. I would like to go back and watch that. 
It was streaming somewhere for free. I'm pretty sure we didn't rent it. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure. It was either Netflix, Hulu, or Prime. So for the listeners, if you have those. Um, <laughs> and then uh, number two would be Happy Gilmore. Number three would be Click with uh, 51st Dates and Eight Crazy Nights as uh, honorable mentions. You guys Go ahead and just do five. a top five, Paris. Yep, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, so suck, suck my dick. <laughs> Did five anyway. <laughs> Eight crazy nights. No, I'll do top three and two honorable mentions. <laughs> Eight crazy nights is so bad. You guys are fucked, dude. That movie is it so bad. I Rolling loved the last that movie when I, I was it. younger. So did I. Yeah. Plus, like, I don't know. Jewish people don't have like Hanukkah movies, so like that's the that's the best Hanukkah movie. Because there's like none other ones, you know, you got to have the one. So when I was little and like still Jewishy, you have to like watch it every year on Hanukkah and laugh and laugh. And like that's it's a tradition. It's the like thing watching that makes Christmas that movie is the grandpa who's a voiced by Adam Sandler. But that character, just his voice cracks me up. It doesn't even matter what I he always, says. It's just oh hilarious. God. Plus, it's a musical, Matt. Oh, oh yeah. That's a technical when he's, foul. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so funny. it's so funny. I still remember that song. Like, all those songs fucking rule. That movie's, that movie's lit. I might have to move it up my list, actually. Just watch it again, Paris. Matt, you, no, you need to watch it again. You, I did, like, five <laughs> years ago. And I was like, this is... It's oh, going to hit different now. It's going to hit different now. All right, if you say You're so. You're a little less cynical, Matt. Come on. Obviously, <laughs> the best Hanukkah movie is the he- the Hebrew Hammer. Let's be real. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that is. Is that a real thing? Yeah, you guys haven't seen the Hebrew Hammer? It's just like Jewish porn. Is that a wrestler? Oh my god, dude! It's like a, it's like a it's Travis like. Travis and I went two very different directions. <laughs> no, no, no! It's like it's like Shaft, but Jewish. Oh wow! It's like a Jewish black exploitation movie. <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer is a crime fighter, and he has to save Hanukkah from the like the evil son of Santa or something. Damn. Yeah, that's the synopsis on Letterboxd. <laughs> Did I nail it? Oh my a god! A Jewish black exploitation hero saves Hanukkah from the clutches of Santa Claus's evil son. Wow! Close Matt. enough. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you write? I these uh, plot synopsis in your spare time. I actually created Letterbox. I don't know if you guys knew that. Someone had to add Hebrew Hammer to the <laughs> glossary. <laughs> uh, I actually do not remember if that movie is any good. I haven't seen it since probably around the time it came out. Oh, it looks terrible. <laughs> What's the average uh, uh, yeah, rating I'm on that? Bad. Two point seven. Well, okay, look at what it is for Eight Crazy Nights. Five. <laughs> Get out Five of star average. <laughs> <laughs> it goes Eight Crazy Nights and then Parasite and then The Dark Knight. 2.2. 2. Damn, everyone Jesus, needs to reassess. Dude, that is, even by nights. Adam Sandler standards, that is a b- 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 bad. Oh, I gave it a five, so I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> believe. <laughs> oh I'm going to go rate it a five as well. Yes. Jesus Christ. Got to create those alt accounts to get that thing up. 
Uh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. So uh, let's talk about what else we've been watching. Um, I have been going pretty heavy on the horror flicks, or at least I was at the start of the month, kind of falling off. Um, but I did watch Thirty One, the Bob Zom mm-hmm. flick. Uh, was in the mood, the Zom mood, and. Uh, yeah, Rob Zombie's a hack. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I, uh, Thank God. I was like, maybe, really? maybe he is up to something convinced. here. So, 31 is everything that I love and hate about Rob Zombie. Like, I gave it a 2.5 because I love the concept. It's so simple. Like, Basically, the plot is these people are kidnapped and they're forced to, like, compete in a competition to, like, escape. They basically have to survive for 12 hours and they get hunted down by uh, killer clowns and they, like, come in waves. It's almost like video game stages. Like, they have to survive the first killer clown and then they send in the next clown. Like, it's very simple, but it's a cool premise. But... Homeboy just cannot make a fucking movie. Like it looks like garbage. There's way too much shaky cam and anything that is cool about the characters is negated by just the the vulgar just dumb shit that they say. Like it's it's pretty crude. Um and I was just ugh. It's like I would have a boner one minute and then the next it would shrivel up and go inside me. I just <laughs> Was so turned on and turned off, hot and cold. It was it was torture. Um, you you've seen that? You saw that, right, Travis? You've seen Thirty One? Yep. Not a fan. Yeah. But I'm not really a fan of his movies, like any of them. <laughs> Devil's Rejects is all right, but all of the other ones are kind of trash. Yeah, I'm still curious about uh, Lords of Salem because some some people who don't like his movies say that movie's good. So I don't know yeah, who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? I'm going to watch the whole, <laughs> I'm going to watch all of his movies and become a reluctant fan. Um, and then let me see here. Have you guys seen as above? So below? Nope. Have you heard of it? No. Nope. Yep. I think I've heard it's bad. So I stayed away. It was actually pretty decent. Um, it's, one of those um, found footage movies that, you know, were popular in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but it's smarter than a lot of those movies. So it's basically like a Tomb Raider movie. So this this uh, urban archaeologist hears about the Philosopher's Stone being somewhere in the catacombs in Paris so she gets this like ragtag team of, you know, tomb raiders to go and look for this thing. <laughs> and it was pretty good. Like I was invested in the story. There's like almost like there's like puzzles they have to solve almost like, you know, like the mummy or something where they have to like they're in a room and they have to read the hieroglyphics and figure out how to get past it or whatever. Like there's some cool stuff like that and some pretty genuinely frightening moments um i thought it was very effective it, w- it was like a mix between something like uh wreck 
you know, that kind of horror, like found footage horror vibe mixed with um, the descent. Cause there's a lot of like claustrophobic moments where they're like on their hands and knees crawling through uh, uh, a gap in a, in a wall kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Actually. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, some really corny shit towards the end, like just really dumb effects. Um, but overall I, I'd recommend it. I was, uh, very pleasantly surprised by it. Um, okay. Someone else can go. What have you guys been watching lately? Um, I only have a couple. I watched that new movie Swallow. I think it came out this year, last year. I think it's technically a 2020 movie. It rings a bell. What is it? Uh, it's about the like housewife who becomes pregnant and she feels like she doesn't have control over her life. So she starts to swallow objects and huh. I don't know. Um, it looked like a movie I would be into and you know, it's got that like that indie intrigue to it, but um, I didn't really like it. It was uh kind of boring and, took a long time to get its point across and it just felt like it tried a little too hard trying to get its point across like it just what it was going for i don't know didn't really work for me um i guess you could say it's well shot or well made but i mean i feel like most movies are these days besides hebe halloween um <laughs> got him <laughs> got him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of disappointing. I was expecting more, hoping for more. Where'd you watch that? Because I've heard that movie's um, pretty good. I watched it on Showtime. Now ah. I have a Showtime subscription again. Right, you're a baller now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was disappointing. Um, I also watched You Don't Know Me, the Showgirls documentary. Ooh. Um, are you guys fans of Showgirls? Uh, I have not seen it. Uh, let me put it this way. I have not watched it as a movie. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt has been on uh, the Mr. Skin scene. I think that's what you're trying to say. Yes. Yes. Back in the day. Uh, <laughs> whatever it was, Cinemax or whatever it fucking was on. Fast forward to the good shit. You know what I'm saying? Paris, your thoughts on Showgirls? I also have only seen bits and pieces, but for different reasons than Matt. I've just mm. watched a lot of like, like people talking about it and that kind of thing. So I might find the documentary interesting. Yeah, I think the documentary is interesting from that perspective. If you want to get kind of the... Um, the history of showgirls and all its glory and lack thereof. Cause it, it kind of gives two perspectives how some people think it's just terrible trash. And then some people think it's like this, like, you know, super campy, but it's still like high art and like, there's a lot of enjoyment to it. Um, so like, it's a pretty divided movie where some people think it's trash and then some people think it's like this weird masterpiece. Um, I love showgirls. But I think it's probably for multiple reasons. <laughs> um, some of the obvious ones. And I just think it's a well-made movie. And, like, it's nice to look at. 
other than just the uh, the beautiful women on screen. But uh, the documentary about the movie was, I don't know, it wasn't that interesting because I've heard people talk about the movie before. So like, I feel like I've, I've gotten, you know, both sides of the coin. Um, and this was just like a 90 minute documentary of that. And so the actual like filmmaking that went into the documentary was pretty lackluster and just like the content itself. It just didn't really feel like it needed to be a documentary. Like someone could have just done like a, you know, an hour or two long podcast on the movie and probably got the same effect. Um, so it's cool that the documentary is like championing the movie, um, but it's just not that well made and I don't know, not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, why does your letterbox review of Showgirls say five hundred dollars well spent? Does it really say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you Maybe watched from the movie. You, did you spend five hundred dollars? I wouldn't put it past him. A rare copy <laughs> no. of Showgirls. <laughs> It's uh, I, you watched it December eleventh, two thousand fourteen. Review five hundred dollars well spent, and you've got three likes on it. <laughs> Interesting. I I bet that's from the movie, <laughs> but I'm totally blanking. <laughs> you gave it fucking five stars. You're nuts, dude. Oh, dude, it's it's a banger. Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but come on. Interesting. Okay. Um. Anything else that you want to mention or should we circle um, back to something? No, I think that's it. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, I did watch one other movie you watched, Matt, but I don't know if it's um, for here or the beeline. Oh, yeah. No, if you're uh, if it's one of the movies we're talking about for the digest. No, no, it's that. not. But it is a horror movie. Oh no no! If it's as long as it's not one of the two movies we're doing on the um, the podcast, let's hear it. Well, I'll let you uh, kick it off because I you watched it first. So, uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, dude, did you watch it because of my star rating, or was it just our on your um, radar already? Or it's kind of always been on my radar, and oddly enough, I watched the director's couple other movies recently and so i'd heard about this and so i was curious but yeah your star rating is what kind of made me push play so Haley and i were looking for something to watch and i was uh clicking around through shutter and uh saw slumber party massacre and uh boy was i surprised that is up there with my favorite slashers like it's very goofy. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I would liken it to something like the burning in terms of tone. Like it's that I think kind that's of part slasher. of the point, though. Oh yeah. Like I, I had read that the screenplay was originally written as a parody of slasher movies, and then they just kind of turned it into more of a uh, a straightforward horror movie that is kind of tongue in cheek. Um, but I loved it. I love the kills. I love how like kind of ahead of its time this movie was. I mean, it's written by a woman, directed by a woman, and there is definitely that male gaze aspect of it, but it's kind of, you know, it's from a feminine perspective. Like there's lots of uh, 
the 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 girls at the slumber party like firing back like being really quippy and they're not just dumb bimbos like there's uh some witty dialogue and um love the kills there's there's plenty of good kills in this movie um one minor thing i didn't love about it is the fact that you can see the killer's face like i I I, I like that right, and I dislike prevalent. that from the yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, from like a a feminist lens, like having the murder just be like a normal looking guy, maybe adds a little bit more menace to it because it's not just a faceless monster. Like it's just a guy who is just murdering women. You I mean, know what looks I mean? Kind of like a creep, but yeah, it's not like a little bit. It's not like Michael it Myers or feels something. Feels more feels more real less like supernatural or whatever yeah yeah totally because i mean slashers there's been a lot of like critical readings and interpretations of the genre um and the fact that it's basically misogyny the genre you know it's like there is the final girl trope but it's a lot of men or masculine monsters butchering hot naked young girls you know what i mean yeah like, i was gonna say the final girl trope i wouldn't even say is i would say is kind of misogynist in of itself but that's a whole different story yeah yeah so this movie plays with those tropes is at least aware of them and has some fun with them um and i just had a blast with it i i fucking love this thing <clears throat> Yeah, I liked it quite a bit as well. Um, I wasn't really expecting much, but for like a, I'm I'm assuming it's pretty low budget. Um, I thought it looked pretty good for like a low budget slasher movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Like even some of the camera work, it's kind of throwaway, but like the way the uh, basketball scenes were shot were actually done pretty well considering. Um, Better than the way, way back or the way back. For sure. (laughs) basketball doesn't even really play a pivotal part in the story, but like the director actually took the time to make that those scenes look good. Um, and like it had a decent score. I mean, it's your, like, you know, your classic synth horror score, but it was solid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was weird watching it because part of the time I wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh or not because some things were like, so, intentional that like I couldn't really tell if it was like or yeah so obvious that I couldn't tell if it was like trying to be funny or not like it seems the movie seems pretty like subversive where she's the director was like well aware of what she was doing and she like leaned into certain aspects um you know for good or for bad but um it seemed like she was just kind of having fun with the genre um because yeah, even like the nudity, I feel like she's having fun with that. Like just it being like so over the top, and I don't know. Maybe I was noticing it more because I knew it was a female director directing it, um, and maybe it's just that way in all slasher movies. But it seemed like she was trying to play it up a bit. Um, some of those like tropes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I definitely got that from it as well. Um, and the uh, the killing device itself is a uh, kind of representative of a you know a phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, loved it. I think you probably like it too, Paris. It's a it's a blast. 
and it's really short, so that was also a, a huge sell. <laughs> Classic Travis. Hell um, yeah. yeah, sounds cool. I'll have to check it out. Uh, well, what about you, Paris? Have you been watching anything lately? Yeah, I have also been on a spooky season kick. Um, I watched a 2019 movie, Ready or Not. Um, I won't go into it too much because I feel like you guys did a featured review of that, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. when it came out a million years ago. Um, all I will say is that I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. I am bummed I slept on it so long, but um, I saw it was streaming on the apps and I was like, hell yeah, got to watch that on right the now. apps. <laughs> well i because this is the problem i don't remember i now have hbo max so i don't remember which one it was so that sounds was Netflix, right hulu prime hbo max one of those it's on hbo yeah okay um but yeah it was it was so 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 good kept me guessing the whole time was just really funny i, was, I wasn't expecting it to be so funny and overall, I kind of thought I knew what it was. And even sort of knowing what it was, I still had a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. And just loved it. Yeah, I love that Other movie than as well. that, yeah. Other than that, I actually... So I saw this movie for the first time. And then you guys are going to be a little shooketh by this, I think. Um, Alien. What? Oh, really? Yeah. What? so i had never seen alien before i have only seen prometheus and it's all you need to see resurrection (laughs) or whatever the next prequel was after that one the resurrection what was the one after um covenant Covenant. yeah yeah yeah. covenant so i've only seen those two (laughs) 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 which i know is ridiculous so I told Kurt that the other day, and he was like, well, that is ridiculous, and so you got to watch them. So we're going to watch all of them, all the canon ones. Um, and so started with Alien. Really liked it. It was different than I was expecting, I guess, based on having seen the prequels. Pretty different. Pretty different vibe. Um, also, I knew the guy was an android, like, Almost immediately, because I knew to, like, be looking for that. Um, the mm. scene, yes. And so I already knew that the scene where the alien, like, is birthed out of that guy's, like, chest belly. So I already knew this trivia fact, but I told Kurt. So it was like, um, they didn't tell them what was going to happen. Like, I think the script just says, and then something happens, you know, it was very vague. And then, so all of their reactions are pretty genuine because they're because rea- they got the shit scared out of them. <laughs> and so I was really, really paying attention on that scene, like to look at all their faces and they just look scared shitless and it's perfect because they're probably barely acting at that point. Right. Um, other than that, yeah, I didn't have too much to say. I'm excited for Aliens watch the next one i like aliens but i would say it's arguably one of the most overrated movies of all time 
<laughs> I don't know how it's you feel about it. It's a completely different movie than Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I wouldn't really say Aliens is a... Alien, I think, is a horror movie. Aliens is not. Aliens is like an action sci-fi movie. Yeah. And that's what Kurt was saying as well. He said this one is more... I, I think the description called it a chiller. And he said it's more like, like slow-paced and suspenseful. And that Aliens and Aliens 3 are more um, more sci-fi action-y, sounded like. But I did want to ask you guys, because I want to only watch the ones that are canon, not like Alien versus Predator. But is... So there's Alien, Aliens, Aliens 3, and then there's mm-hmm. another one. Resurrection. Resurrection. Is that one canon? I think um, it's supposed to be. I, I think trash. they're all. I've, as far as I know, they're all ca- canon except for, um, like the Alien versus Predator stuff. I'm not huge on the Alien lore, so maybe, Resurrection maybe fans would disagree. But. Is not very good, and there is this part in that movie that had me dying, and it's not even supposed to be intentionally funny. Um, oh, <laughs> that's always bad. I'm curious to see if it. Uh, you should watch it and let me let me know if you can figure it out. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm planning <laughs> on watching all of them. I just didn't want to watch that one if it wasn't part of the 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 alien mythos or whatever because that I've heard that one's not very good. So. It's not. But. So did you know to look for an android because of Prometheus and Alien yes. Covenant? Okay. Yes. You just thought that 100%. it would be in there. And then the chestburst yeah. scene, did you know it was coming just because it's such yes. a big part of pop culture? I've, I've, I've basically seen the entire movie in clips. Mm, okay. <laughs> like in <laughs> clips that people talk about. That's like, I, I, that's why it took me so long to actually watch it. Cause I was like, do I even need to watch it at this point? I've basically seen the whole movie, but it was definitely worth it. I would say. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Cool. Well, we'll have to report back down the road and let us know, uh, what you think of the franchise as a whole. Defo. Cool. Um, okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about everything I watched, but I will say I rewatched uh, two Wes Anderson films. Uh, the first being Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, loved it. Already loved it, but it, it moved up in my, my personal ranking. It's like uh, my third favorite. Do you own that? Yeah, I got the Criterion. Nice. First oh, time watching the that's first time watching the Criterion yeah. though. Yeah, look great. Absolutely loved it. Um, made me curious about the Life Aquatic because uh, that has always been my least favorite Wes Anderson movie. Um, and sure enough, that movie sucks. Um, not gonna. Oh, you rewatched? <laughs> yeah, I rewatched it, uh, hoping maybe something would change on a rewatch, but it's just dull. It's kind of a mean spirited movie. I, I I don't know. I I didn't like the uh super dumb looking like fish and sharks and stuff like the animation style or whatever he did with it didn't like it um just not a fan of that one i think that's easily wes anderson's worst movie um so that was that rewatch harold and kumar go to white castle that movie's still pretty funny uh hasn't aged super well there were some cringy moments but uh, I was la- I was laughing a lot. Uh, I liked Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'm curious about Escape to Guantanamo Bay. I feel like that 
is probably aged even worse, but <laughs> we'll uh we'll see. Um moving along. American Ultra? Have you guys seen that movie? I've been curious, but no. I wanted to when it first came out because it looks sick, and then all the reviews were like, don't. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So let me preface this by saying uh, Haley and I were visiting her dad in Alabama, and I learned very quickly that Homeboy does not shut up when he's watching a movie. <laughs> so I learned very quickly that I Oof. couldn't pick anything that I actually really wanted to see or was invested in because mm-hmm. I knew he'd be talking over it and I'd get annoyed. You know what I mean? Like I would never say anything, but I didn't want to ruin my viewing experience. No, if I that get makes it. sense. I get it. <laughs> so we kind of intentionally picked like kind of dumb ish movies. You know what I mean? Like 31. That's a movie we watched with her dad. Because I knew, like, eh, I wouldn't really care if it got interrupted because it's fucking Bob's on. Who cares? Um, so American Ultra was one of those picks, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, it's very uh, kind of in-your-face, like, hyper-violent. Like, they do drugs, and it's like a kind of in-your-face style movie. Um, but it was pretty good. It's pretty fast-paced. It was kind of funny. Uh, it's basically like a government program like jesse eisenberg's character was part of like a secret government training program like jason Bourne type shit and then he gets activated and then goes rogue it's, it's a whole thing but uh way better than i thought i think i rated it like a three and a half um super easy watch it's one of those ones where you can kind of turn your brain off and just uh watch shit blow up and laugh a little bit i enjoyed it Texas Chainsaw 3D. Piece, piece of shit. Yeah, I'm not even going to give it the time of day. That movie was garbage. <laughs> um, uh, rewatch The House's October Built. Um, this is like a found footage movie where these friends go on a road trip to see like a roadside like haunted house attractions um, to try to find like the scariest haunted houses. And as you can imagine, uh, shit goes sideways. Um, it was decent. Uh, I had seen it once before. Uh, probably went down a little bit on the rewatch. I gave it like a two and a half. Um, pretty silly, and it's pr- very low budget, but eh, there's some effective scares in it. Um, I'm just going to rattle through this. The Row, I gave it one star. All I will say is that it is a sorority slasher movie that Randy Couture is in, the MMA fighter. Why? And never, ever, <laughs> ever watch it. It's a piece of garbage. Uh, <laughs> Is he the killer? <laughs> no, he's the dad of one of the Don't sorority her. girls. <laughs> Out of all the working actors, they got Randy Couture to play the dad. Yeah, that dude. That amazing. <laughs> Honestly, he wasn't the worst. He could have been a lot worse. Most of the other actors were worse than he was, and he's not even an actor. That tells you how bad the other Sad. performances were. <laughs> Um, and the last thing I'll talk about is Hatchet. Have you guys seen any of those movies? Mm, yes, I've seen one and two. Not three though. We're only missing one. No, is, is, didn't they do another one like where it's called like something Victor Crowley? I think they're the the guy wants to make one. I don't think they've made it though. I could be wrong though. Um, 
anyway, it's it's a series of eighties style hyper violent slasher movies. I mean, it's about the kills. It's Friday the thirteenth esque. Um Victor Crowley is played by Kane Hodder, who who was Jason in, in a couple of those movies. Um So you said that's called Hatchet? Hatchet, yes. Um Sounds cool. It's very referential i mean uh robert england is in it briefly uh who, who's freddy krueger he has a bit part the guy who plays Candyman has a bit part and i think he comes back in the the other hatchet movies um just really really creative kills like we're talking like victor crowley like picks up a dude and like swings him like a bat and bashes him on a gravestone and like super you know, gory movies very very gory movies um this was probably the closest that someone came to creating a slasher franchise like post 1980 something <laughs> really <laughs> matt i did look it up um so there's are there are four hatchets adam green directed one two and four and then Hatchet 3 was directed by some hack. Really? Um, but yeah, the fourth one's called Victor Crowley. Interesting. I didn't... Don't ask me why. Know that. Because I've, I've seen Hatchet 3, and I'm looking at my letter, my letterbox, and I gave that a three-star, too. That wasn't, that wasn't Adam Green, though. Huh. He's in it. I'm looking at the cast list. Adam Green plays a drunken prisoner. <laughs> I wonder if he felt like he was going to move on to bigger and better things. Uh, didn't. And then that's why he just made another Hatchet movie after. You think? Yeah, that could be. Have you ever seen uh, Frozen? Uh, No. Is that Adam Not Green? the Disney movie. But yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he directed it. <laughs> and then he transitioned to, uh, you know, one of the top Disney hits of the last 10 years. No, that one's actually pretty solid. It basically like a group of people get stuck on a ski lift and then there's like these uh wolves that are uh i don't know keeping them at bay scaring the shit out of them his uh on his profile page on letterboxd uh it's the douchiest picture i'm looking at it now he looks like he looks like such a chode (laughs) 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 um yeah victor crowley interesting Maybe I'll have to see if it's uh You know he's rocking like a Slayer sweatband on his wrist in this photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, that was it. All that I'll talk about anyway. Um anything else? Anyone got anything? Nope. I don't watch many movies these days. I still need to get my uh proper setup. How have you not Travis, done that? who are you? I'm slacking. We need to buy a couch for the media room. And mm. uh, there's like, I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. We won't make you. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, that is going to do it for episode 82. And we're at about 82 minutes. So... Perfect. I might have to butcher this thing and uh, cut it up so we hit 82 minutes exactly. I'll do. I'll do some editing magic. Um, I'll just cut out Travis's part and then. Uh, we'll <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Well, I uh, have not even thought ahead to what the next episode is going to be. Um, hopefully, we'll have Tom back. Um, but you know, life is crazy right now, so 
We will see what happens. Uh, no, quit making excuses for him, Matt. He's a dad, dude. Oh, my God. You try having a kid. Yeah, and no you know, we, all have stuff, <laughs> we all have stuff going on right now, man. Tom needs to step it up. Yeah, fucking Tom. I mean, not that I don't love, you know, being on here with you guys, but also, boo, Tom, be back. <laughs> um, Travis, do you know off the top of your head, is there anything coming in the next two weeks to streaming mm. that we might be able to... I didn't really do any research, so it might just have to be a TBD. But can you think of anything that you know of? Not off the top of my head. I know the. uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot about Noel Holmes. eh, I don't know if I care about that, but I would watch it for the show (laughs) if I have to. Um, I heard the uh, Mank trailer dropped. I don't think that's coming out anytime soon, but well, between now and next recording. But yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Matt knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. The Finch, the Finch boy. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Cool. You're you're peaking on Fincher at the right time. Yeah. Got to get in a couple more rewatches. Oh, I did rewatch <laughs> uh, Gone Girl. I don't. I, that was after we recorded last, right? I think so. Oh yeah, Gone Girl fucking rules. Um, I don't really need to talk about it, but that movie's fucking up. rad. Uh, <sighs> Good I need shit. to rewatch book, uh, right? Zodiac. Yes, I have read the book, and yes, Zodiac is a masterpiece. That's that's Fincher's best film. Boom! Mm. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I was just gonna ask if you like the book better or the movie better for Gone Girl. Uh, I like the movie better. Boom! Oh. You heard it here. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I don't know, I think it, it lends itself to the format. I mean, Gillian Flynn did the screenplay for the movie. And right. I don't know, I just I thought the way that it was composed, like the the back and forth, uh, she kind of did a little bit of rearranging of the presentation. And I thought it was good. I mean, it's it's pretty loyal to her book. So, I mean, I just think Ben Affleck is perfect for that role because he has such a punchable face that you, well, you know that <laughs> want him to cast, be the killer. <laughs> they cast him because of how he would look in paparazzi photos. Like a, just a, just he a always real piece of shit. Because he always looked just like a real, like kind of smarmy. Like he didn't really want to be there, but he looked just, it made you want to hate him and his face. They told him that's why they cast him. Mm-hmm. Cause he had a hateable face. He, uh, David Fincher did not like working with Ben Affleck. Um, before we go, everybody should go to YouTube and look for the clip from the Gone Girl commentary where Fincher talks about the fact that, um, there's a scene where Ben Affleck is at the airport and he's wearing a baseball cap and, uh, (laughs) David Fincher wanted him to be wearing a Yankees cap. And Ben Affleck refused to wear a Yankees cap because he's a Red Sox fan. And production literally was shut down for days while Ben Affleck's agent negotiated with the production team. And the alternative was he wears like a Mets cap or something. I don't don't remember, but that was the alternative. Ben Affleck was such a douche that he refused to wear a fucking Yankee cap. People who take sports that seriously, uh, I can't stand. To be fair, I feel like they're both being big old douches in that scenario. 
because like at some point who fucking cares on both right. sides though it's just a hat <laughs> yeah it's just a team yeah but i mean like he's... why does the hat have to have a team at all why can't it just be but a it's black david hat? fincher's vision you can't mess with his vision that's what I'm saying. It's dumb on both sides. Like to be honest, they're both being big old babies. If David Fincher yeah. wanted Ben Affleck to wear a fucking cap with a veiny dick on it, he should wear the hat with a veiny <laughs> dick. Like, who does Ben Affleck think he is? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I mean, if David Fincher asked any of us to wear hats with veiny dicks on them, I vote yes. <laughs> I would probably just wear a hat with a veiny dick just for the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for Matt, the I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> Vainy Dick Hat. She's already on Google. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks to watch something. Uh, tune in next week for the next installment of the Cinephiles Digest. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Hills Have Eyes and Wrong Turn. So keep an eye on the feed. Uh, hope you're enjoying all the content we're producing and uh, we appreciate y'all. Stay safe out there. Eyeball skeleton, eyeball skeleton, right now.